punies, punnies. I honestly had no idea that it was actually puny code until maybe a week ago when I heard somebody finally say it out loud. I am here with the man who discovered puny codes, which has caught a lot of traction recently. The Discord is very vibrant, and the discovery of punies has led to a lot of other things on Namecoin. Obviously, Twitter eggs and some of the uh, pictures already existed, but now we're seeing some on-chain generated art, IDs, early domains, and it all started here with punies and the man devoted. So thanks for joining us. Yeah, happy to be here. It's funny that we actually had to uh, pause and push this podcast back for about 30 minutes because in the Punis Discord right before this recording, there was a new discovery of something that has to do with hex code, which is a little bit above my expertise or uh, comprehension of, of primitive programming on Namecoin blockchain. So can, can you just describe to me what's actually happening? Yeah, so like uh, like Suti is one of the de uh, the devs in the uh, NF uh, Relics Discord. So you might be aware of that. Mm -hmm. Anyone like it's a Discord that Blackstar and a few other people had created. So uh, he like we had been in chat for a few days, and he was like sharing with me like he's scraping the entire Namecoin blockchain, and he told me like since 2011 to 2022, like like last one week the last block the total number of assets on the entire chain were like 750,000 somewhat like that so that's like considerably low like under a million assets so that's considerably low given a period of like over 12 years so so he was just sharing like some funny things he found on the chain i was like all right and today he just came into our discord and he was just shared a json file and he was like okay this is one of the asset i was able to find and maybe you can share your screen and show what it was it, it's in the discord it's a ASCII of a cat and he was like I was able to find this and maybe there's something else as well and he just like <laughs> like he didn't answer much of the technical questions that people had he was like this probably won't run on Electrum and if to anyone who doesn't know like Electrum is a wallet this lights like a light wallet anyone can just install it into the system and run it but if you're if you're gonna run another other namecoin wallet that's namecoin core then you have to get in sync with the entire chain and that takes two three days in itself so basically if you don't have namecoin core setup then you're probably not gonna get anything because it's anyone else who has already set it up they're obviously gonna uh, pick everything up within the next two to three days so like i'm not sure if what has been discovered to be honest right now but let's see what it is we'll, we'll figure out in some time i had to make a comment in the discord and say that there is a new discovery happening right now and 99 percent of the people in the discord don't know where to dig and they don't even know what tools to use <laughs> yeah i did see that it's like, even adam even adam was in there and he was like he was sharing in gif like what is going on like no one has <laughs> any idea <laughs> I think the community, though, at least the puny community, has started off on the on the right foot. Your discovery, um, and I'll here I'll pull it up here in a second. You mentioned that you didn't actually claim everything at the beginning, which we know um, when it came to um, the first people who excavated or excavated the Namecoin blockchain claimed the majority of the assets. You tended to keep a lot of them um, open for those for those who are very interested to go in and keep digging. And then you had this 15 piece um, Twitter post about your discovery. Um, take Can you take us through what led you first to going back to 2011 and discovering, you know, um, 
I don't know if it is, if it's pronounced ASC2, ASIC, AC, I've heard all different pronunciations of it, but just, just take us through, um, what led you up to this, this Twitter post? Yeah. So like, uh, so back when the people were discovering eggs, like before all the images were not scraped on the name going blockchain. So I, and many of, I would say like, of maybe a hundred people or a very small amount of people knew about Namecoin at that time. And they were just like, just searching the blockchain, seeing what all assets are there. And some people were able to successfully find a Twitter egg and some were able to find even a blockhead. So uh, it's back in that time when I started really digging into Namecoin blockchain, found um, found a lot of stock images, <clears throat> some nice one-of-ones and uh, just were some assets. And uh, like, literally like because there wasn't any like discovery or something even to this day not a lot of people know about it and like to to, to like like name con blockchain because it was just like uh, i would say like a closed discovery and it was like most of them were sold otc and nothing wrong with that just like the aping in that phenomenon of aping in didn't mm-hmm. happen over there so the amount of people that knew about those assets are i would say considerably lower and uh, so since then like i had been just playing around with namecoin blockchain and uh, the other guy who helped who was involved in the discovery his name is portal so his name on twitter is different on discord he goes by the name of portal so he was the person who's, who created the explorer the namecoin explorer so if for example you have an image let's say you have an uh, image of a twitter egg and you want to see what's the supply of that so he created the explorer within which you can search the link of that image and then you can see what's the supply and everything else so like uh, so we had been touching multiple times so just talking about this name coin or normal things like this normal and a decent decent stuff and uh, one day he was like this normal uh, uh, one day i sent him like you i just found a test of xcp uh, test of sorry test of name coin it's like it's just literally the nft of the word test so nothing really significant having normal conversations regarding name coin assets and other things so on the day of the discovery i guess it was 17th of january so he just messaged me and he was like i found something that's really different i don't know if it should be classified as an nft but it's just like different than a normal domain i was like all right then let's see what you have and then he sent me then he just asked me do you remember what a funny code is and i was like yeah that does ring a bell i guess it was an internet host it it was an encoding language used in internet host names so then he showed me an example all right so this is an asset if you run it into an funny code converter so you'll get this and it was an ascii or i don't even know how to pronounce it currently (laughs) but it was that ascii (laughs) so as soon as i saw that he was just like asking questions he was wondering like should these be called nfts or like what are these because it's basically in their domain so he was just asking questions he wasn't sure at the moment but the moment i saw it i was like man these are on-chain nfts from 2011 like that literally just blew my mind at the moment so first he had sent me an ascii so i first started going through name bro the list basically if anyone doesn't know the punny code and coding language uses the structure of X and dash dash. So any asset that doesn't follow that structure is not a punny code. So you can basically, if you want to see all the assets that are following this language, you can just open namebro.se. It's a name one explorer and search X and dash dash. All the assets that follow that structure are punny codes. Now, now there are a few things that depend on the consensus. Like for example, we had to figure out like how, 
till which year should the assets be included so that was up to the community later on but that i'll talk about later so yeah so first i saw these so i started just like you're just showing right now i just started opening up a few of these i was like okay just understanding what this is and i by chance landed on on that injection like i'm sure you would have seen it in the tweet it was injection and that literally just blew my mind that the the level of creativity that people had in 2011 using name coin so it just literally blew my mind and then i was like okay so at that moment i was having a chat with harry btc on twitter so if to the people who don't know harry btc was the person who helped in the discovery of curio cards so i knew that he's one of those people that like he literally just claimed i don't know within double digit supply or maybe even less than that and he was like okay this is how everyone else can go and claim them and uh, i was like literally impressed by that like how humble would someone be to just like take such a small percentage of the supply and then tell everyone how exactly they are supposed to use that how to suppose they are supposed to claim those assets so as soon as that was done uh, i contacted harry btc and i was like i think i've found something interesting would you mind sharing your discord id so that we can have a conversation with the other person he was like yeah sure so harry btc me and puddle we got into a chat and we started uh, i just started explaining harry what all this is and what this can potentially be and uh, the moment i explained him like how you can just convert these assets using a punny coder so he knew that these are nfts he knew that name coin domains are nfts by definition but he wasn't he was also not sure like that this is something really interesting but we don't know how the market is going to react to it so i was like all right then at first i was like maybe we should create a web page or something like that maybe a medium article because this is like installing electrum for a person who has never done it before is it's a scary thing like it's really hard to do and especially running it on mac so i first i suggested pull that maybe we should make a web page or something like that and uh, maybe it will take a few hours maybe today maybe the entire day and we'll get it we'll uh, go with the discovery tomorrow and he got a bit i would say like i just sensed that he got a bit worried by that sentence because he probably thought that i was screwing screw screwing him over and i was going to claim all the assets myself so and he told me like since the beginning that he has claimed about 2 to 3% of the supply and not more than that i was like all right and uh, as soon as this was finalized he was like no let's go with the discovery right now i was like all right then 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 i started working on the tweet so i literally within one hour of so like understanding what a punny code is on the name on blockchain i started working on the tweet so and if anyone knows like if you're using electrum and you like just literally send a registration request for eight transactions then and those transactions have a burning triangle on them so it literally electrum stops you from registering more until that is cleared out so if anyone thinks like literally have a lot a huge percentage of the supply so it literally wasn't like technically wasn't possible for us to Uh, attain the, those many assets so i just as i started working on the tweet created it all and then we had then i shared a screenshot of it like does this look good to you to harry btc and put and then they approved and then the tweet was sent out and uh, while i was creating the tweet i knew that the biggest uh, hurdle that people are going to face is buying name coin because like a normal exchange doesn't have it and to buy it you have to use coinex it's one of those exchanges that have it and 
by the time a person who has never bought bit uh, name coin before by the time they buy it and get in, into their electrum wallet the people who have been like using electrum since the uh, era of twitter eggs like they're going to just swap everything up and nothing's going to left and that distribution is just going to suck so at that very moment we like i bought a ton of name coin myself and i just put it added into the tweet like if you want name coin that i pro- most probably will send it to you so and then that tweet was rent out and as soon as it was rent out like it literally just like blew up i received i don't know like a 100 dms of just people asking me for a name coin address and uh, like i literally spent maybe 4 or 5 hours that they just sending people name coins just sending it getting their name coin ids and just sending it to them and helping be, helping people with how to handle the problems they were facing for example as i told you as a person sends more than eight registration requests the electron just shows up an error and they yeah, have to wait out so just answering people's questions and everything like that so yeah that's how we ensured that the project should get good distribution and i even didn't knew how many assets i had after the all the discovery was done i spent uh, some time and looked at all the assets i have so i have about double digit of them so again about 2% of the supply maybe that's per- well first it's admirable that you harry and um and doodle or poodle excuse me um yeah. only you know you guys only acquired about 6 or 7% of the entire supply um so that you can create this this like mad rush this euphoria very uh very similar to what happened with mooncats where you had pretty much the entire space uh participating in this like gold rush and then this creates this this uh this story around it the narrative the the fair distribution which is um quite uh synonymous or synchronous with um the primitive blockchain technologies right that's what namecoin was forked off of bitcoin it was the first altcoin it was worked on by satoshi themselves and it was called bitdns at the time so it was a very communal effort so and to keep that kind of integrity there you have to have a, a fair distribution to it but also just want to mention the idea about nfts we're talking about 2011 nfts so namecoin was forked in April of 2011. So Bitcoin had been around about a year and a half, a little over a year and a half at the time. And so this was all brand brand new technology for everyone. So much different experimentation is happening. The the concept of an NFT was much different back then as it is today as we know for Ethereum the ERC 721 standard wasn't adopted I believe until some point in 2018. So these are before all the different ERC standards before counterparty with rare pepes that existed. This was people like Gavin Andreessen and Hal Finney and Satoshi all experimenting on here. Um and we we don't know specifically who may have registered all of these to begin with, but um every individual domain or registration is an NFT because all if you take down non-fungible to the most basic outline a non-fungible token is just a unique token that is uh pretty much packed with some sort of unique information and that's where we see these punny codes um translated over here to to see and i know the distribution of these is um quite small so about 3255 different punnies from these different years as we see 2011 has about 85 
and then it works its way upwards of 2015. I don't know what happened in 2015, but it seems like uh, the herd kind of figured it out and slightly tailed off. And then we see the, um, you know, the ASCII art emojis. I have a, a cat emoji, which thank you, uh, Poodle, for helping me out. The text and the symbols. But we have seen 10 ETH sales for 2011. It seems like 2015 kind of hovers around 1.5. But there's like a massive supply crunch because I think most people are still trying to figure out, um, do we want to lock it in Emblem Vault and sell it? Do we just want to hold on to it? All of the bugs that kind of happen with, um, as you mentioned, Electrum and Namecoin Core, very, very primitive technology. Um, but I do admire you guys for um, bringing this to light and being very fair about it. Um, let's talk a little bit about the punnies. As I pulled up the, the sheets that... Um, the team put together, you have the percentages, the categories, and I mentioned there's a few different variations. There's emojis, there's the um, like the on-chain art, we have some symbols and some text. Um, what, what are your thoughts about the experimentation? As somebody who was first on here, have you formed a, maybe a thesis on maybe why punny code was used to create these images? Yeah, so like I was just like brainstorming this myself. So let's say, for example, like for example, let's say we were people working in the in the crypto space since let's say 2009, and uh, we are just like working on Bitcoin and like the like you literally just couldn't get creative with the way like Bitcoin was designed at the at that time. So like, have you heard of Stephen Vogler, the artist that who created a few artworks in 2015? No, I'm not familiar with them. Okay, so like there is recently a discovery was made. So Stephen Wogler's art. So he created and I'm not exactly sure how it was like, like how it, it was all done. I know a bit of summary of it, but he actually created some artwork in 2015. It was uh, tokenized into the Bitcoin transactions under the OP underscore return function of a Bitcoin transaction. And uh, so basically how it was executed was so uh, you can take the hash of a file and you can embed it into the OP return function of a Bitcoin transaction. And then you basically host that file on chain. So basically, and that function was uh, introduced in 2014. So if let's say this is the year 2011 and maybe 2010 or any time around that, and you, let's say a normal person, let's say just a, one of the pioneers of the space who were working in the crypto space at the time. And if you have an artistic side in yourself, like we just, we people love to draw on books. Like we, most of people have a small artistic side in themselves. So if you had an artistic self, a side in yourself in 2011 or maybe 2010, there was literally no way to express that in the work that you were doing. So like there was no return function. You couldn't embed a hash of an image and uh, the, and the earliest instances of this can be seen since the Genesis block. So uh, like if uh, I'm not sure if you've seen the hex of a Genesis block, there's a like line written by Satoshi. Mm -hmm. I don't exactly remember the, uh, what the wording was, but it was something like that. Uh, Jan, times Jan 2009 and then Chancellor Chancellor's on the brink of the bailouts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like since that, since the, the creativity within the crypto space can be seen since that time, since the initiation of Bitcoin itself. And then uh, there's like two artworks that were embedded onto the Bitcoin run, onto the Bitcoin blockchain. And it was like, so there was no way to make it tradable. So just like the Genesis block isn't tradable in the same way, this is called the Bernanke. 
So if you've seen, have you ever seen the artworks of called Bernanke? Mm-mm. So like in 2011, I'll just, if you'll Google up medium space Bernanke, maybe it'll come up. Media. It's a medium article. What's, yes, how do you spell B- it? B-E-R. B-E-R. N-A-N. N-A-N. M-A-N? N-N. N-A-N. Oh, oh N-A-N. K-E. K-E. Maybe it comes up. I'm not 100% sure. Uh, yeah, this... First one? Yeah, the, click on the third one. Or no, it's the Lehman Brothers. I'm not 100% sure. So, basically, like, there's an artwork. So, Ben Bernanke, he was one of the, I guess, the presidents of the Federal Reserve at the time. So, it's an artwork of him and one of the early Bitcoin developers. His name was Len Sussman. So, literally, the key... Uh, I'm not sure exactly how it was done, but maybe the keys of a Bitcoin, uh, key, fake fake wallets were created. So basically transaction, multiple transactions were sent to fake wallets and each wallet, the address of the wallet was like designed in a way that when those uh, addresses were clubbed together, let's say 10 addresses were clubbed together, it made an artwork. So it was the, one of the early, uh, earliest instances of artwork onto the blockchain. So that was uh, July, 2011. So the funny codes even predate that. So we can see like like people to the level that people were go, going to express their creativity within the crypto space. So, and as soon as Namecoin came out, so within like the first asset on the Namecoin blockchain as per current information is D slash Bitcoin. It's on the 21st of April, 2011. And since like within, and the first funny code is 10th May, 2011. So within like 20 days of like the first assets be, being brought up on the chain, like people were expressing their creativity. So of course, those people had been working on the crypto space for years and they just found a way to express their creativity onto the blockchain and they just created these funny codes as they are today. So that's like I did brainstorm all this and like literally fascinating, like within 20 days of like the first asset be coming out, people were expressing their creativity onto the blockchain. So it's just mind blowing. Right. And, and now I, I've moved over here to Emblem Vault. You could see some of the images that have been vaulted on here. And for those that are, that are watching, this is a, these are all Namecoin assets. So you'll see Twitter eggs. There's some default dudes. Um, as we see here, some of the different domains, it's all a lot of different experimentation for the stuff that is happening out here. Um, you mentioned that D slash Bitcoin is the first NFT um, or at least the first um, tradable uh, NFT that that exists. Do you think? Um, do you think the? Do you think acquiring vintage domains um, will have a similar? Um, we'll say it's collector's novelty comparable to some of these um, punny codes, or do you think? everything on here is a little bit more speculative as we see right here, like D slash Mitchell, which was minted in 2011. Do you think these will have value long-term as well? Just like, um, as long as puny, puny codes and everything else succeeds. Well, like, of course, like it's just a one person's opinion, so it doesn't <laughs> like value to anything, but I believe like if it, like the supply of the, all the assets minted in 2011 is about 12,500. So that's pretty small in itself. So I believe like 
like if any creator if any collector just listens to the word 2011 nft so maybe just a bell rings in their head so it is like amazing that it was a 2011 nft is are there so yeah like of course like pani codes at 2011 pani codes there about 85 supply and they are like they easily be considered as artistic representations since 2011 nfts that represent art in some way or another maybe it's an emoji maybe it's an ascii art or something like that but the clearly art the uh, artistic representation representation can be seen there however these assets like these are technically nfts so yeah 12500 supply isn't that huge so i believe yes in long term they can have value but like yeah like who knows and so how, how do we bring outside of simple conversations like this how, how do you think or at least the team um behind the the punicoid discord um is bringing this kind of idea this this massive uncovering first nfts that have ever existed how how are you you planning to introduce more attention to this like emerging economy yeah so like the moment like we saw like the moment that tweet was sent out and the and the level of engagement it created the amount of people that were asking us about nmg domains that very moment i knew like first of all the biggest hurdle that people are going to face is like running electrum on mac so it's really hard and let, let's say of 50% of the people who you, who are on the crypto twitter space like maybe they use mac maybe rest 50% use linux and or maybe 50% of them use mac and the other use in windows system or linux os so like first of all the people who use mac they're going to have a problem they're going to have a problem in running electrum so the distribution starts let's say a bit depreciating from the start so as soon as like other tweet was made out and i was working on the discord myself i knew that to ensure like like there is no single uh, party here like we don't we are not huge whales we own double digits of the supply and uh in order to ensure that the pani codes is a project that becomes something that's literally just one of the huge asset classes in the entire crypto space we wanted to we wanted to ensure that the distribution gets better and the entire community can at, uh, gather up funds together so that they can be implemented for for example marketing or maybe buying uh, assets in a billboard project for example like there are many billboard pro- projects like for example there's one from i guess the name is 1000 ether mm-hmm. page i'm not exactly sure from 2017 so like we can put up adver- advertisements of the project over there so we i uh, came up with the idea of the pani coach dao so the basic ideology is to that if like it was just created for in the beginning for anyone who was able to buy panis so literally like we showed you like i literally wrote down in the tweet i sent everyone name coin so people uh, people basically just had to do nothing else than give their time into it and they could acquire some pretty nice assets from 2011 to 17 so the idea was like if you have acquired let's say an x amount of supply of the pani codes uh, that you have like just found so if you are willing to contribute at least one of those then you're going to become a member of the dao and that asset is going to be used into the marketing of the project and uh, that's how like they, that was a basic idea and you're going to get multiple benefits like as you have opened up the page there all the benefits are written up over here so by the in this way like people have literally attained these assets for almost free they can contribute one of their supply and the entire pani codes project grows and this is like this can create a pretty good network effect and it's going to create a pretty nice community around it so like that was the idea from the beginning and now the treasury itself holds out a double digit eth of value 
in uh, panicodes given that the floor is now approximately 1.5 eth or something like that and the 2012 assets have a floor of uh 7 eth 7 somewhat around that and there have been some sales for 2012 assets in which uh, the the trade was for one test and one i think 100 supply rare pepe so that makes the supply that the total value of the, that trade close to 10 eth i would say so yeah like that's how we had planned it now we're for example today i today itself i was going to create a genosis safe and we were going to move the assets over there and then start attain, start doing multiple things to market the project so like this is literally like one of the first projects ever created in the crypto space so all you have to do is like just spread the word out and there's people that the people need to be aware of it like there's nothing else you need to be done so that is our like our focus like we have a road map that we had created together and like the like the community like what the community has achieved within the 10 days of the discovery is just mind blowing like you you're part of it yourself you would have seen how good the community is like what all the conversations are going on everyone like we literally have a, a front end a front end dev a back end dev two meme artists one designer and uh two or three more people that are moderators and uh, Callum you maybe have have a few conversations with him maybe he's also as an egg so he contributed a lot into creating a bot for the every sale that the panicode project has so like the community has done a lot and there's just people have come up together to uh, just participate in the growth of the project and uh, the for example the 2011 nft uh, panicodes like initially the sale that i had seen was for at as low as 2 eth and currently like if you would go up to the otc channel a friend of mine he's just put up an open offer for a ninja suit and a few more sarutobi assets for 2011 mint asset it was sarutobi 2011 panicode and it is been like 3 4 days like the trade hasn't been executed and the floor of the value of that trade would be upwards of 30th at minimum so like people do believe that the value of a 2011 panicode like would be upwards of 30th Yeah. And literally i was expecting a lot of paper handling because people have literally acquired these for free so obviously why would someone not sell them but no one is just like putting them up like the number of uh, true the real legit panicodes that are on open sea like i would say under 100 so like that literally just blew my mind itself yeah so so there's a few few different points um for this conversation uh first i, I want to mention with with within the the older nfts between um, mentioning uh, counterparty and here on namecoin a lot of the trades that exist are actually otc as there's no specific exchange for for namecoin assets and then for counterparty it's kind of spread between a handful of different um exchanges it's not like there is an open sea to go to where you can just kind of see and track all of the analytics so a lot of the the value that's created or the pricing that's listed um it kind of comes from like a it, it's it's kind of like a convergence of the community's view on how historic these are and with with these in the historical nft space um i you generally don't see as much paper handing because a lot of these people understand how legendary some of these are how old they are and also how hard and tough it is to acquire some of these as you mentioned before you have to have at least a pretty fair and complex understanding of uh blockchain programming to even go and excavate some of these and then to even transition between all of the different wallets 
Um, the the time it takes to acquire these it's, is much, much harder than just simply going and pressing mint at 0.08 ETH um, for, for eight of them and then flipping them right afterwards. Yeah, I completely agree. And uh, like literally what happens is like if you would have ever registered, I'm sure you would have registered an ENS domain. So there are two transactions that get sent, like the gas is charged twice. So same happens with on Namecoin. So if you like first is a registration, you it's first is a pre-registration request and then it's a registration request. So what happens is like if let's say I raise the pre-registration request first and someone raised it like two minutes after me. So the asset is going to this be displayed as expired to him and me, both of us. But as my registration was request was first, so later on my registration is gonna get there first and I'm gonna get the asset. He's not gonna get the asset. So basically that's how it it's like as you said, primitive technology. So it's not as like people can get front run basically easily in here. So there literally there are people who thought they had 30 or 40 penny codes and the next day out they just found out they are all just spending transactions and they couldn't get any so yeah it's like literally as hard as it can get in getting these assets yeah yeah no no kidding and there's a lot of of nuances within namecoin itself um wh when it comes to when it when it comes to punny codes, they're all on chain. That's pretty simple. Uh, domains are pretty simple. But once you start moving into like some of the the image renderings with um, with eggs and and identicons and blockheads and all of these, we we've seen a few different ways that people can kind of um, find the loopholes in the the system between um, storage or storing them within an emblem vault and selling them, or what constitutes an actual image, like what where it's stored because IPFS wasn't created until 2015. So the image storage solutions were much different than what you see uh, nowadays. Uh, we find ourselves in these communities in a lot of uh, semantic battles of what actually constitutes NFTs and what doesn't. But uh, tell me if you agree with this. Uh, as talking, I think this was in the Puny Discord the other day, that when we're discussing like what gives different NFTs value, uh, with Namecoin, most of the value comes from the registry itself rather than the images. Um, maybe you agree or maybe you have your own viewpoints on where the value is actually derived from Namecoin assets. Mm, yeah, like if you like, for example, like XCP assets aren't perfect. All right. Neither are NMC assets. So like they cannot be compared to like an ERC721 on ETH. But like these are the assets that built the space into an ERC721. If there was like no experimentation on XCP, no no colored coins, no name coin assets, like if there was no experimentation that literally it's impossible to just jump straight to let's say an ERC721 standard. So like these assets are the space that built everything that we do know today, everything as you want to call them, board API club. And I love Bayak as well. I just love every, like every project that's working hard towards the growth of their uh, community. But like these are the assets on Namecoin, on XCP, the early ETH assets. And like these are the assets that built this space into what it is today. So like the, just trying to fud them or maybe just saying that eggs are just in the image phase stored on an AWS server or something like that, that like there was no option at that time. So if like, if for example, it's we take funny codes, like if this was 2011 and just Name Namecoin came out. Like a lot of people say that Namecoin assets expire, so that cannot be called like NFTs or something like that. So, like you, you they need to understand there was no other way 
like what was someone going to do they were going to hire 100 developers and create their own chain or what or what they're going to use the assets that they have like the tools they have at their deployment and then create the nfts so or they weren't even obviously called nfts just experimentations so like these like these are the assets that build the space that we are all living it today so they deserve the respect and the the value is derived from that very fact so the earliest xcp like i love test the first xcp asset and i don't hold any but i would love to one day i think the party has also ended or maybe it is still scheduled that was the one was going on in los angeles wherever it has shoulder so yeah so like these are the early situations and they need to get the respect that like people don't give them the respect they deserve and like these are the like i would say like as people would like call them up only in the long term so investments that most probably won't go down in the long term period so yeah like i just love every historical asset to for xcp assets umbrella test like just all these are the assets that build the space that is today so they deserve they deserve the respect that no some people give it give them some don't so i do believe like they deserve the respect yeah i give you guys props too because this community was spun up much faster than um any but than any community i'd ever seen before um at least in the historical space uh mooncats had a similar one and um there had been a few others but this is it's a very active and engaging community so you guys should be uh very proud of yourselves for um what you guys have done it's um truly truly an incredible feat but now now it leads me to the question of like what's next where there's a bunch of trading the value is um being created over time yes price history is a way to attribute value to something where somebody just lists and makes money but now we get into the interesting component of historical projects where uh, it, it takes a little bit longer for them to reach um, breakaway speed as we see with some of the newer projects. Um, at least from this standpoint, comparative to other historical projects, the owner distribution is fairly uh, unique and isn't much hoarding. So you don't have to worry about uh, vintage or, or OG holders coming in and just basically dumping into all of the the hype cycles, which happens with a lot of uh, a lot of other historical projects. Um, do you just keep using? It? Do you focus on? Is it is the Punny Discord only there to focus on puny codes, or are you going to take a broader approach to Namecoin education and some of the other maybe hidden treasures that exist in the chain? Yeah, so if you would have seen the last uh, tweet in the thread that I had posted, so I had written in there like NMC is a chain of surprises. Who knows what else is there? So I literally like yes, Punny Codes is one of the first projects, but maybe there are like other encoding languages as well. Like today, as we had seen, like uh, Suti had shared in the Punny Codes Discord. So like who knows what else is there? And I personally have seen assets in which there are 2012 mint assets in which then. In, the, in our name one domain, there's a function, it's called a name update. So in that people had literally written poems. So like, that's like literally artistic in itself. So we were having a conversation like, what, like, obviously like it's about educating other people about how, what the name one domains are and how to ensure your doesn't get expired and taken away from you, how to get this into emblem world, throw some like $50 worth of name coin into it and forget about it for maybe a few decades. And of course, all those things. And we like, as soon as like, like 
uh, when the discovery was made, I before sending out the tweet, I just sent a message to Harry, uh, Harry BTC, and I was like, just uh, uh, grab a few assets because before uh, the entire community starts getting them. And he was the guy is literally humble, or he just didn't care that much. He was like, okay, I registered a few, and he just literally didn't give uh, give a like. Just he just literally didn't care about it. And later on, he had to buy one of Poodle because he didn't have a really nice one at the moment. So <laughs> like. <laughs> so that is like that's just some remarkable in itself. So yes, yeah, so the obviously like educating people about Namecoin, how they can run Electrum and all those other things. And like other day we were having a conversation. Like there's a guy in the Discord. His name is Ray. He was like, you guys have unleashed a monster. So, like literally every domain and on the in the Namecoin chain is just getting swapped up. People are finding narratives. Like other day people were talking about. So there's an uh, type of assets on the Namecoin blockchain, they got ident- they're called identities, ID slash, uh, let's say ID slash Jake. So like, I guess that's what you have, correct? No, mm-hmm. you have Jake.bit. I've checked up it, yeah. Yeah, okay. So ID is a different type of, uh, it's called name identities on the Namecoin blockchain. So at the time, they were used to, like there was a P2P messaging platform, it was called BitMessages. So like people were talking about the total supply of the name identities on the Namecon blockchain was about 10,000 or something like that. So it's not exactly, we should say discovery because anyone who had been using Electrum knew about them. But yes, a good narrative can be built around that. Like these are the earliest experiments in uh, communication or uh, uh, kind of someone can say social media on chain. So like, so people are just coming up with narratives, finding what all is there on the Namecoin blockchain. And yeah, I do believe like personally we as like, of course, like the Panicodes project has gotten a lot, lot of eyes into it. And if there is any way like we can help like grow, uh, provide growth towards any other project, we would love to. So we have like, we were having a lot of conversations. So people were talking about like, would they be willing to uh, collaborate like, combine another project, let's say a different kind of encoding language with the Panicos project. And my response to that was like, that would be saying like combining Ethereum with Pixel Map just because they're both on the ETH chain. So yes, they are all assets on the Namecoin chain, but obviously a different community and different narrative needs to be built around that. But uh, like, obviously we'd be willing to help any way we can. Yeah, um, truly incredible. Um, just just for those who are listening, so if you take the D slash or Jake.bit, that would be equivalent of a decentralized domain. So so just like you see um, with ENS, the .eth. So you can you can have that linked to, if I own Jake.com, I could put Jake.bit and it, it would all be linked together. ID, from what I've been told, is the equivalent of like signing in. So like if you sign in with Facebook or sign in with Google, um, this 20, I think it was 2013 is when IDs started coming around or 2012. That was the first idea of like being able to sign into different web pages with a decentralized ID. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Okay. And bit messages can be called a DAP on it. So like a communications tool. So now we're, we're, we've gone all the way back as far as we can digging up old history. We're on this Namecoin, which has like some sort of merged mining with Bitcoin. Is there any fear or concern that the chain could fail at any point in time, given the potential amount of oncoming demand that might um, find its way into the chain? Has there ever been, has there been any discussions about this between um, the people who are some of the early pioneers? Yeah, like 
uh, like we were talking about like how we should contribute towards like one thing like i was person thinking myself that maybe in a while when the panikol project gets valued properly valued in my personal subjective opinion we're going to just i'm perform a personal like uh, collection i'm going to just auction off an asset and then provide it into the people who uh, send that to the people who are running the nodes and everything of the namecon blockchain and i believe the assets for example the x community the blockheads community those the value of those assets is considerably high at this very moment itself so i if there is a problem like let's say the namecon chain is failing or something like that is happening I don't believe it's going to be hard for like a few people to just set up a few nodes or just pay for the nodes and get the chain running so it's not going to be that hard to manage so yes that like that topic did come up and I personally was had just on the namecoin website namecoin.org there's a like there's a, a contribution space key how how would someone like to contribute and there was like there's a way you can buy a namecoin t that was for i don't like 35 so i bought two and i was like okay that's a small way of contributing to the chain so yeah i believe like as the community gets stronger and stronger and more and more people chime in so it will be yeah relatively easy because if let's say if there's a problem in the chain and maybe let's say 10 eth can be distributed into it i don't think the dao members are going to have a problem with selling off a 2012 asset and contributing those 10 eth onto the name can blockchain so i don't yes that can be a potential issue but it can easily be managed out with the communities that are on the name can blockchain has anybody reached out to the the pony code team that was maybe an early registrant um personally as i went and did my own uh historical digging and inquired jake.bit i saw in a lot of these um registry updates emails saying hey email this person um you can these these uh, domains are for sale although some of those registry updates were from literally years ago have you been able to to contact any of the um early adopters of namecoin or have they reached out to the team yeah so like there's a guy by the name of medium archibald so he helped in the discovery of the test of xcp the first asset on test so like we i was having a conversation with him and he was like i am a a uh, part-time investigative reporter and uh, he like found out the person who had created test and the person didn't know that he had the first xcp asset in his wallet and he helped into the discovery of that asset that way so in the same way like i personally didn't get the time because i've been like too busy in the community creating the roadmaps and getting the project listed at as many places, places as possible growing the community and just focusing i'm just tunnel vision onto that that that's the primary goal for me and the admins i would say and the moderators in the community of the manikos project but like he was just playing around and he did find a person who had on the namecoin talk forum he had found a person who had created the first few assets of the namecoin blockchain and uh, like like i'm not sure how like how much i in how much in depth i should go here because he might not be comfortable but he did say like he has gotten in touch with a person who had created like the first few assets within the first 100 few first few hundred blocks so he did say he was in talks with the person and if he or she does come up we would love to just bring them up have a conversation this that the history that they're going to be able to share is going to be invaluable in itself so yeah like as like as time passes i'm sure people more and more the og people since the name convoc chain 2000 since 2011 they're going to do hear about this and do come up and unlike xcp sadly the assets that they had in their wallet are most probably would have expired by now but 
uh, we would love to just have them here and just hear what all they have to say since they like what all they were doing what the thought was before creating let's say a pani coder using an encoding language onto the blockchain so like those stories are going to be invaluable in themselves yes the this with within the newer nft projects it's all about branding and marketing and that's kind of where the value is derived whereas the historical projects values derived from the stories and the legends that are created the history understanding the time and what existed back then so some of these early adopters or early users of um early blockchains or nfts um it's definitely encouraged for them to come forward and to share their story because it just it fills in a lot of those holes and a lot of those gaps on the timeline that none of us would be able to figure out. I mean, we could we could figure out some of it based off of what's on the blockchain, but to understand the reasoning and the mentality and the culture that existed, um, those people are very key and monumental and they're generally rewarded pretty handsomely too. Yeah, absolutely. Like as like a person individual who holds a few funny codes and the DAO, like I'm sure like I personally would love to send them an asset that would be valuable in some shape or form and so i'm sure like the people who are in the dow if someone if someone personally did, maybe they will be willing or not i can't say something for someone else but as collectively in the dow would be more than happy to like maybe let's say reward them or maybe just send them a small appreciation gift or something like that like we would just love to because those are the people that had built the entire project if they weren't here like nothing would have been yeah one 100% so in in terms of going back to the dow are you only accepting contributions of puny of puny codes or are you, is the DAO looking into accepting maybe vintage domains and ideas or some sort of composite? Yeah. So like, uh, basically our idea was like, if you are willing to contribute towards the growth and awareness of the puny codes project, then we'd love to have you in. So there was a person who said that I'm willing to create a website in which if a person like, for example, emblem walls need to be created for the assets need to be traded. So he was willing to create a website. His name is, uh, I'm not exactly sure, but crypto Korean, something like that. I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing it wrong. So he was like, I'm willing to contribute my time to create a website in which a person just have to put the name of their asset and they get an auto-generated image an auto-generated description and auto-generated title. And he was like, I can contribute this with the DAO. We have to accept me in. And we were like, yes, absolutely. So anyone who has been willing to contribute into the awareness and into basically the growth of the project, like they have been a part of the DAO. And when it comes to like, just entering the DAO via providing some kind of monetary contribution. So the consensus was to accept anyone if they are willing to provide any asset that equates to the Pani Code's floor. So if the floor of a Pani Code is let's say 1.5 ETH and they're willing to provide a asset that equates to that amount, then we'd be happy to have them in. So basically if they can contribute to what the needs of the project is, or maybe they can provide some monetary value that can be helpful to the entire DAO. So then we'd be happy to have them in. That's the basic consensus. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I hope I'm hoping that I can uh, contribute to that some point with um, some of the domains that I've managed to um, uncover as well. It's really cool though, to see that now a lot of these historical projects across multiple chains are creating DAOs and that we're, we're all understanding that yes, this is, we do, we do share a majority of the same community across all three chains and the histories of pre 17 and, and before, 
but understanding the needs of every historical project varies differently where some need more uh, development on, on certain sides, some need more content creators to help come in. Um, it's very unique the way that they've been assembled and um, kind of the, the mimetic um, desires that each dower community um, is required of. It's very interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Like just like a group of people, like they obviously could have like people could have just easily sold the assets and just not cared at all. But like the amount of time people are willing to put into the projects, the the passion they have, like this is this is like the community has like really a lively place. And obviously there isn't a single a single party who owns a lot of assets that they can use into the growth of the project. So a DAO is a must. Otherwise, if like if there is no single party, like if they if people collectively don't come together, like the growth is gonna get like pretty like scaled down, I would say. So yeah, it's just it's up to the community. Like people just come up together, like they're willing to contribute, having conversations. Like within the within ten minutes of creation of the Discord, like people are literally sharing memes on there. So it's been a little a pretty lively place to be in. It is uh, it's so wild. We've gone all the way back to to Namecoin. I mean, unless you could find something on Bitcoin from before 2011, but then it's not tokenized. Uh, I, I don't even know what to expect at this point. It seems like there's something new that's being uncovered every day, but that's why it's beautiful and that we get to wake up and share this crazy story because um, who knows, maybe six months, a year from now, um, everything's figured out and then it eventually just becomes tokenized, commercialized, and maybe we could get our own uh, historical NFT section on Coinbase NFT. And then the floodgates are really opened and the community is um, exponentially or exponentially grows um, pretty fast. And so then we'll never be able to keep up with it. Um, but I just wanted to say devoted, thank you for your, for your discovery and, uh, the very charitable vision that you've instilled within the community. It's very, like I said, it's very admirable, but I don't think this kind of excavation would exist without leaders who were very generous with their, with their uncoverings and the allocation that's been put towards it. Yeah. Thanks a lot for the kind words. Like they literally mean a lot. And uh, like just uh, a few days ago, so someone just had put up a message. So basically people were analyzing what all assets are there since 2011 and 12. So there are like about 10 Greek uh, characters in the 2011 list. So like people just put them, uh, just uploaded a uh, image of like, these are all the 10 assets. So someone was asking who has them. And I literally didn't own any of those myself. <laughs> so yeah, I, so I do own a few like alphabets, but like those, like they, those literally looked really cool. And I was like, man, I don't own any of those myself. So, and uh, yeah, so, and the and another day a person was like, like he did just had put up a comment. I had also retweeted that on my Twitter profile. And they were like, this has to be one of the most, uh, feared discoveries or distributions anyone has ever seen and he was like these guys could have easily taken up to 2011 and 2012 and then just let the community buy the 2013-15 and let's say other years but they literally just took a small percentage of the supply and there's an equal supply like i own like some from 2011 like single digits from 2011 a few in double digits of 2012 so i'm not holding the supply in any shape or form so that literally like being completely transparent is the reason why the community is what it is today and i truly believe that it was if that hadn't been the case like just 
no one would have cared like yeah yeah a few people found a few assets and they just hoarded them so the community wouldn't have been this vibrant in any shape or form if if we had been unfair in any shape anyway in any way yeah abso- absolutely and we've seen the the hoarding of certain supplies in some of the uh rediscoveries across all three different chains and some of the other ones um completely backfire in um some of those phases so excited for what is going to unfold and that I could be a part of the community and continue digging. So devoted. Thanks again. And, uh, I'll see you out there, um, in the Twitter sphere. Thank you, sir. And we would love to have you in. Absolutely. Thank you guys for listening and watching. We'll catch you next time.